Hi everyone, I'm Mo, and I'm the CEO and founder of Product Faculty. In this podcast, you'll hear from Kruti Patel Goyal, the Chief Product Officer at Etsy, about the importance of diversity and inclusion in tech. It's no secret that diverse teams deliver better outcomes. At Etsy, diversity isn't just an initiative, it's a core value. And it's this focus on diversity and inclusion that has led the company to have some of the best DNI stats in the tech world. In this podcast, you'll hear about a range of initiatives that Etsy is doing, including tactical things Etsy has done to systematically remove bias from the hiring process, to tackling retention and growth of a diverse workforce once they're onboarded. Not stopping there, Etsy believes in transparency and reports their DNI stats, giving equal importance to both the financial impact and the positive societal impact the company is having. Without any further ado, let's get into it. Could you give us a brief snapshot of your scope of your current role at Etsy, how long you've been in the role, and what you did prior? Sure. So my job as chief product officer is to lead all the teams that develop our customer experiences on Etsy across platforms for our buyers and for our sellers all over the world. That includes product management, design, and research at Etsy, and of course is enabled by all of the great product engineers that work uh, at Etsy as well. From a buyer standpoint, what this means is our team builds really engaging and meaningful shopping experiences. And for our sellers, what it means is that we create a really simple and powerful small business platform that's built for our really unique seller base, most of whom are businesses of one. And for context, just in terms of scale, last year we sold over $5 billion of products on our marketplace um, through connecting over 45 million buyers around the world with over 3 million sellers. In terms of my background or my path to getting here, it's been a little bit non-traditional in that I didn't start out as a product manager. I've been at Etsy for almost a decade, as you mentioned, and I've run several parts of the business. You named a few of them, but you know, I started out in policy enforcement, I ran our international team, I ran corporate development, and then most recently before taking on all of product, I ran our seller business, which included all of our seller-facing product experiences. What those experiences enabled me to do is to really get to know our customers and their experience within their understanding of Etsy through many different contexts. And so my journey here has really given me a unique and holistic insight into our customers that serves me really well in this role leading our product development team. You've talked about the importance of diversity and inclusion in the past, and you're clearly really passionate about it. Can you tell us why? You know, first, it's personal to me. I'm a woman, I'm a person of color, and for much of my career, I've been the only person in one or both of those categories. You know, now I'm in a leadership position where I feel like I can have a really meaningful impact on the experiences that others have, both through the team and the culture that we build internally, as well as through the products that we build for our customers. Second, I'd say there's loads of research out there that hopefully at this point everybody has seen about why diverse teams are better for businesses. They perform better, they create safer environments for people to really do their best work. And of course, when people see themselves reflected in leaders or in products, there's a much stronger sense of inclusion and belonging. Diverse teams deliver better outcomes. And one of the reasons that I really love working at Etsy is that the idea of diversity, it's not just an initiative, it's a core value. And I mean that literally. Literally, one of our guiding principles at the company is we embrace differences. And that's based on this really fundamental belief that diverse teams are stronger and inclusive cultures are more resilient. In my role leading product, I really believe that building 
products that feel inclusive and representative of all the communities that we serve really starts from the inside out. It starts with the people who are generating the ideas and building products. And if this team has diverse backgrounds and perspectives that represent and reflect the communities we serve, then it'll come through in the products that we ultimately build. Now, let's switch gears to talk about effective DNI initiatives that have worked well in the workplace. Some initiatives that come to mind are closing the gender pay gap, unconscious bias training, improving hiring practices. What initiatives has Etsy tried and how well have they worked? Yeah, well, we've done a lot over the years and something that we're really proud of for many, many years, Etsy has been a champion of women in business and women in technology. It's important to know that 80% of Etsy sellers are women. At our core, we see ourselves as a platform that empowers women-run businesses. And the majority of our buyers are women as well. So we think it's really important to have a team that reflects these customers. So over the course of the company's history, over 15 years, we've invested a lot in hiring and promoting women, particularly on the technology side of our business. And today, over half of our employees are women, and that includes our executive team and our board of directors. 32% of our engineers are women. And that's pretty remarkable because it's about double industry benchmarks. And then on my team, on the product team, over 60% of my team are women. To get to this level of diversity, we started with a focus really at the top of the funnel with recruiting. And then over time, we've continued to focus on growth and on retention. Starting with recruiting, we've worked really diligently on our recruiting and hiring processes, and specifically on measures that systematically reduce the potential for bias. Because we know that it's human nature to be drawn to people who are really like you. So our job is to build objectivity into the process. So we've done things like rewriting our job descriptions, using third-party software to help us understand and identify opportunities to use more inclusive language. We have rethought our entire interview process and have incorporated standardized evaluation rubrics and have worked with managers to make sure that they have the same questions for each candidate that they're interviewing for a role. As you mentioned, we have all hiring managers go through unconscious bias training. So those are all on the recruiting side. And then when we think about retention, we really want our employees to operate in an inclusive environment that allows them to thrive and do their best work and know that they have equal opportunities for advancement. You know, one way that we foster an inclusive environment for our employees is through what we call ERGs, employee resource groups. And these are groups for employees of different backgrounds to really connect and support each other. And through their programming, they foster a sense of community, they support each other's professional development, and they amplify diverse voices and cultures in our organization. And it's worth noting that each of these groups has an executive sponsor. And so that really ensures that there's a direct line of communication to senior management. And it also really reinforces how important these groups are to our business. Another area of focus that I touch on in this bucket is that we monitor discrepancies that might indicate bias across all of our people processes. That includes during our compensation, performance assessment, promotion cycles, we've really invested in rigorous, consistent processes to remove the potential for bias. And we regularly evaluate every one of these cycles for inconsistency. We perform this analysis internally through our HR teams, as well as through leveraging third parties. So for example, this year we did a pay equity study and we brought in a third party partner to do this. And we're really proud of the results of the study because it showed that the rigor of the processes that we've put in place are really working. 
And now as we look forward, we're just as focused on other areas of diversity, like race, age, disability, et cetera. And we're taking what's worked for us in increasing the diversity and inclusivity of women in the business and applying that to increase representation of other underrepresented communities. So we know that we still have a way to go, but we're really seeing great signs of progress. Um, and last year, for instance, we doubled the number of new hires from underrepresented minorities, and that includes Black and Latinx employees at Etsy. These employees represented about 15% of our U.S. hiring in 2019, uh, with the majority of those in engineering. So we went from these groups representing about 8.5% of our U.S. workforce at the end of 2018 to about 11% by the end of 2019. We still have a lot of work to do, but we feel good about the progress that we're making and the changes that have enabled that. And then, you know, as time goes on, we continue to invest in, in diversity in new ways. So some of the things that we've started doing recently are, you know, more targeted outreach to Black and Latinx candidates. And this is somewhere that I personally spend a lot of my time. We recently launched a pilot mentorship program with senior leaders across Etsy, specifically for underrepresented employee groups. And we're fostering relationships with organizations that really support the development of the next generation of talent to help us build um, more diverse talent pipelines for the long term. So, you know, we're really proud to support organizations like the Flatiron School and Vets Who Code and Lesbians Who Tech as a few examples. I distinctly remember this quote from the Netflix movie Social Dilemma that went something like, you know, never before in history have 50 designers between the age of 20 to 35 white guys in California made decisions that impact 2 billion users that use Gmail. With nearly 70 million active users and 3.7 million active sellers, Etsy is also touching a lot of lives. I'd love to hear your thoughts on the responsibility of product leaders with respect to diversity and inclusion. Yeah, I mean, that was a really powerful movie. Uh, and I think as product leaders, we have a huge responsibility here, both, again, in terms of the teams and cultures that we build, as well as the products that we build. And as you said, you know, the products that we build at Etsy touch millions of people. We believe it's really critical that our marketplace feels inclusive and welcoming for buyers and sellers of all different backgrounds. And this might seem like a really simple idea, but we think it's important enough that we've made diversity and inclusion a public goal for our company. We publish our goals and our progress every year um, in our integrated report, our 10K, and we share our progress quarterly internally. By publishing our goals and our progress alongside our financial results, we give equal weight to the social impact as well as our ecological and economic impact goals. I really believe that representation starts with the team that's building the product that you put out into the world. So having teams with diverse backgrounds means having a better understanding of the mindset and the context of the various customers and communities that you serve. And that impacts everything from the breadth of ideas that you generate to the way teams test, design, and build those products. I also think it's really important that we invest just as much energy into thinking about the unintended consequences of our products on the customers and communities that we're trying to serve as we do on the intended outcomes um, that we're trying to achieve. And, and particularly so given that so many of the products that are being built nowadays leverage machine learning and AI platforms. And so we really have to be thoughtful about the guardrails that we put in place to make sure that we don't have an unintended adverse impact on the customers that we're actually trying to serve. What are some specific examples of how Etsy has built diversity and inclusion into their marketplace platform? What kind of touch points are built throughout the product to accomplish this? 
Yeah, great question. So as a marketplace, the way that we represent our community and create inclusivity is to ensure that we're showing diversity of the people who make up our marketplace across customer touch points. And we do this through efforts that span product and marketing and by showing a range of people, skin tones, and types of products that resonate with different communities. And that includes everything from the content that we deliver in our marketing emails all the way through the landing experiences that those lead to. And these efforts can have a really big impact on how a brand is experienced, particularly for communities of color. So we've committed to overrepresentation of communities of color in all of the marketing content that we put out into the world. The first is about highlighting Black-owned shops. Um, and over the summer, we reached out to our seller community proactively to create a seller team specifically for our Black sellers. And seller teams on Etsy are self-organized groups of sellers using our community platform. They have a space on our community platform where they can connect and support and promote each other. And the response to this effort has been really great uh, and has resulted in a really highly engaged team of over 200 shops. What we're able to do is to promote these shops in our own marketing efforts as well and in our product. We featured Black-owned shops on site and promoted it across all our channels over the summer. And this feature was one of our top performing pages in Q2. And one of the shops, actually a seller, a jewelry seller from Brooklyn saw over 400% growth in her sales. So this work has a really meaningful impact on real small businesses. And then we're also able to take direct feedback from this group about what they need from our products. And based on feedback that we got, we made improvements to our team's landing pages to make it easier for shoppers to navigate and search this team's shops. And the second example that I point to is actually our new holiday TV ad campaign. So we recently launched a new set of ads that started running a few weeks ago, and they focus on human connection and diversity and togetherness. While the common thread is the power of personalized, unique gifts, the ads intentionally highlight very different families and cultural themes in the spirit of diversity. So one story centers around an older couple, grandparents who can't be with their grandchildren for the holidays. A second story highlights a Black same-sex couple who are home for the holidays. And then the third story is about a first-generation Asian-American girl with an unusual and tough to pronounce name. That's obviously my favorite for obvious reasons. So I, I really love them all. They're, they're really emotionally resonant. So these are just a, a couple of examples of how we're investing in really highlighting diversity and making our, our entire customer experience feel more inclusive. And I think like the, the takeaway from that, for, from my perspective is that it really takes a village or at least a, a cross-functional collaboration to move the needle for a business. We think about all the touch points that our customers have with our brand, both on and off site, and then work together across all of our teams to deliver those experiences. That's awesome. So the key insight there is it's not just on your product, it's the all your touch points, brand, on-site, channels, to really, really make that impact. Exactly. If you enjoyed this podcast, make sure to subscribe and check us out at productfaculty.com, where we offer the number one ranked product management course for experienced product managers, product leaders, and product executives. Thank you.